Welcome to the Random Tea Gotham Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Janya. And today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 7, Mad City Red Queen. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I'm starting to think these are Alice in Wonderland references. Starting? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what was the I'm clue? not that obtuse. <laughs> I always thought you were cute. <laughs> we just made goofy faces at each other. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. <laughs> so I thought this was goodish. I think they're getting I think the Mad Hatter character is getting a little more interesting. Yes, he has gotten better rather than worse. Yes. Which is something. Yes. I mean And I every week I have to be like, they can't all be Jerome. No, but I really expected to see him this episode. Yeah. In the uh, hallucination. I was the whole time I'm going, is it Jerome? That been is that Jerome? Is that Jerome? Awesome. Oh, it's Bruce. Is it Jerome? Is it Jerome? See, that's the is it way Jerome? I kind of thought he would crop back up. Mm-hmm. Perfect opportunity. Kind of like the new Mori- Moriarty and Sherlock, where it's mm-hmm. like, the last three appearances have been in a dream sequence. And I'm okay with that. You know, and I'm totally cool with that. But yeah. So, no, but we got a lot of Barb. So much Barb. And how many different outfits? Oh, all the outfits. All of the outfits. All of them. So... So yeah, you know that had to be fun. So um, I'm I'm not I'm not happy with the Edward Oswald storyline, but I'm not offended by it. Ed still doesn't know yet. That see, that's the thing he doesn't know. But I'm afraid that now, if he does find out, he's going to hate him even more. Yeah, because he sabotaged or he tried to. And so here's, okay, here's my prediction with that whole scenario. I'm seeing what's going to happen is, okay, uh, Kristen Wannabe yeah. is going to, they're going to, she's going to be gone. However, she gets, they get rid of her. She'll be yeah. gone. And so then Ed will find out about that Oswald's in love with him and they'll be a happy couple for a while. For a while. Then Ed's going to find comes, out. Yeah. Then it comes out. That's what's going to happen. It's yeah. going to be the tragic gay love story. Aww. Which um, the kids brought up the other night. I was like, no, no, that's lesbians. Yeah, it's always, kill the, your tra- lesbians. Yeah. It's always the tragic dead lesbian story. It's not usually yeah. with, with yeah. men. Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay. But it's almost a... Mm. Yeah. They're, it looks like they're going that route. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. But that's exactly. what I'm envisioning. Yeah. Oh, that's... That's my prediction. You know, they're just, they're just going to hurt me either way, aren't they? No matter what happens. They're not going to be like, let them be murder husbands. No, and- because they can't stay together. Why not? Um, why? I don't know. You can't. They're immortal. They're immortal. That's why. Okay. So. Well, damn it. Sorry. Uh, so we don't have any pre-back, right? No. All right. So you want to get into it? Sure. All right. <laughs> you want to get into it? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> I'll fight you. Not really. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> um, so this was directed by Scott White, um, who is. That's mighty white of you. <laughs> oh, my God. It's terrible. I'm not sorry. Uh, um, so he is a co-executive producer, and he also directed Prisoners and oh, okay. some other stuff, but he's mostly the co one of the co-execs. So, um, and it was written by Megan Mostyn Brown. <gasps> oh, yay! Um, so she wrote um, in season one, thirteen, and eighteen, and season two, nine, and eighteen, and she was the story editor. Yep, for the uh-huh. whole of season two. Yes, is she story editor for season three? Mm-mm. Maybe she's just in the writer's room now. Yeah. Keeping them straight. Mm-hmm. Or not. Somebody has to. Well. Or not. Straight the, as in focused on their goal. Not There we go. There you go. Not as in. Yeah. Keep them queer for all I care. I know, right? 
least um, some of them. So we start off at the hospital, and Jim is there with Valerie, and he's like, "I'm so sorry." And she wakes up, and um, he, he wasn't she says, "Stop the presses." Really? Jim, yeah, she's like, "Stop the presses." Jim Gordon's like basically having an emotion, um, and and Valerie, that's the only one. So that's you it. Know, that's all get you get. Ready. So. And, um, so he, he apologizes like immediately and she's like, um, he was like, I never meant for you to get hurt. And she's like, yeah, but you kind of did because you only said shoot Lee because you knew he wouldn't do that. Yep. And, um, he's like, no, that's not what, and she's like, listen, I'm not dumb. (laughs) You still love Lee. We're done. Which kudos to her. I was really, this was really refreshing to see because, as a woman, I have had the narrative shoved down my throat of, he doesn't love me, let me make myself better for him. Yes. That's bullshit. Yeah, it is. It is. So this was really good, where she's like, listen, this isn't going to work. You love somebody else. We're done. But my, my, my thought on this situation is, okay, so first of all, she was the one who kept him at arm's length. She did. She did. And now, she, now because he's still in love with Lee, suddenly they're over? I guess that's a little hypocritical yeah. in my opinion. But also my other, my second thought was, but does that mean they can't work together? Because yeah, Lee's right. They, they are a good team. They are a great team. Well, and uh, this was the point where I was like, are we done with Valerie? Cause I'm kind of starting to finally warm up to her a little bit. Cause you know how long it takes me. Cause new characters, I'm like, I don't like you. You're new. You're different. But I yeah. actually like, I'm starting to like her a little bit. Yeah. Well, she's not as new anymore. Yeah, that's true. So, um, so Jim gets up to go because he's like, well, I'm sorry. I'm terrible. Um, and oh, and about- he, he didn't bring her booze. Yeah. Which she's absolutely right. If you get she a girl shot, true. that you, you, you really, owe, yeah. that's definitely a whiskey. Yeah. Or a bottle of her favorite booze. At least. Yeah. Just and saying. so Valerie says that he is nothing but trouble and there's nothing this he is, can do for her. This, this like, again. It's true. Girl knows. Yeah, she's not doing. <laughs> Um, so this is when Jervis meets with this really weird guy. He's an herbalist from what I understand. Yeah, but he's really weird. And, um, I was like, this could have been Poison Ivy, but you playing. I know, right? Because it kind of felt kind of, because that's the thing about Pam Isley is she's, at least in the iterations I'm aware of, she's a scientist. Yes. So this felt right up a Poison Ivy alley. But no, we got some random weird dude. Um, and so... He, uh, he, basically Jervis is explaining about Alice's blood, and he says it takes weeks for symptoms to manifest. And I'm like, nah, it hasn't been weeks for Barnes, but whatever. Um, and so he wants something to accelerate the change from this herbalist guy. And so he's, he's, uh, he, he's gonna sell him something, and Jervis picks up this bottle of red stuff, and he's like, oh, that's Red Queen. It's super trippy, but it's also super, like, it fries people's brains. So he's like... Yeah, it's no good. Yeah, it's no good. And so he's like, ooh. And Jervis is like, that sounds right up my alley. And the guy's like, oh, what are you planning? And Jervis is like, hey, look over here. And he blows... Well, I mean, he, like, sticks his finger down in it. touches the psychotropic. This is... Something's wrong here. Yeah, I'm like, okay, first of all, that could have been absorbed through your skin. That was my first thought. And you just... Dipped your finger up in there. It was, ugh, it was mm-hmm. gross. That part bothered me. And so he blows it into the guy's face and the guy goes nuts. Um, Immediately. And he, and he says that, you know, the city stole 
Alice from him, so he's going to plunge it into insanity. And I'm like, well, this is great. So, uh, so then we go to the... Ed and Isabella. Okay, what the actual fuck? They stayed up all night talking. And I'll admit, normally I'd be like, oh my god, this is super romantic. But again, I wanted her a season ago. Yes. To come back and be evil. It's, it's, it's too little too late, honestly. Yeah. I'm like, god damn it. Um, so they, they're sitting on this stoop, and clearly it's morning. Um, and so we find out that they've been talking all night. Um, they kiss, um, and Ed's gonna go, and Isabella's like, oh, when can I see you again? He's like, let's have, let's have dinner at the mayor's mansion tonight. What? I'm like, that is not your home to invite people to. Unless he's living there. And then you're not invited, you're not allowed to invite dates that are not your husband. That's true. But whatever. Because they're married. And so she, she's like, oh, okay. And then he kisses. I know. Actually, he follows through with the kiss because they were going to kiss and then the paper interrupted him and it's like, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, not a very pleasing scene. No. It's, it's, and it's not even, it's not even completely the whole uh, Oswald Edward thing. It's, this was so over the top smooshy. And you hate shit like that. I can't stand smooshy. This is a fluff monster that didn't like it. I know, and that's Because I'm like, I would have had hard eyes if, you know, it was different circumstances. Um, so we go to Oswald, who is freaking the fuck out, trying to file a missing persons report, because he doesn't care what the rules are. He's the mayor. When Ed comes in, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Ed's got to know something's up. If he came in that shamed. And I'm like, okay, Ed couldn't. Because we know they have cell phones. Mm. Ed couldn't send him a text message to say, hey, I'm so sorry. Well, we haven't seen anybody text yet, so there's no precedent for text messaging. Couldn't have called him? But he could have called. Because he stood him up, too. That's what really bothered me. I'm like, you just flat out stood him up. Yeah. And so um, this is when Oswald hugs him because he's like, oh, my God, my bae's back. And then Ed's like, I met somebody. And Oswald's like, what? And he's like, I think I'm in love. Mm-hmm. But Edward doesn't know. I know. I know. And that's what I keep holding on to. Okay. Now, one thing that I really do appreciate about this show and this entire storyline is the gender has never, they have never brought up gender. Nope. Not with Barb, not with Montoya, not with uh, Tabby. It's, it's none of it. They just show. They don't tell you, they show. Yeah. Um, which I really think is interesting. But Oswald never had a identity crisis. Yeah. He never had a, oh, well, I can't tell people because it's a guy. It's a guy. Yeah. Um, which He's I really just blabbering pre- away to his housekeeper. That they're taking, that they're normalizing it. Mm-hmm, They've exactly. taken that aspect totally out of it, and they were normalizing um, different sexualities by yeah. not talking about it. Yeah. Which is really the key to true tolerance. Exactly. So it's nice. Soapbox. Yeah. Put it away. Um, so we go, and this is terrible because I was like, I don't understand this at all. Um, apparently Alice's body is still at the morgue. Um, and Jervis and the Tweeds go in and, um, this lab tech comes in and he tries to stop them, but they knock him out. Um, and so Jervis again reiterates that Alice, Alice died because not, not just because of Jim, but now he's going to make the whole city pay. And he, uh... Oh, it's so gross. He kisses her on the cheek and he, they're going to take her body. And I'm like, okay, first of all, okay, maybe I could see that she's still at the morgue because she's they're, they're doing a lot of research on her blood. Yes. 
she's not in any kind of biohazard nope. container. Nope. She's not under special lock and key. Nope. I mean, plus I'm sorry, the morgue, if you're, if you're trying to run like, um, virus tests and stuff like that, which is what they keep calling it, keep calling it a virus. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be at the morgue. It'd be at some like university or a research hospital or I don't know. See, I figured they would end up at, uh, Indian Hill. No, I just went my blank on the name. For some reason, I was thinking she was at Indian Hill, and I don't know where I got that from, mm. but for some reason, I was thinking in the back of my head that that's just where she went. I thought he'd go after the blood, because I guess I thought the well, body he, would be... Would but he kind of did. Well, I know, but I guess I thought the body would be gone by now, so I thought he'd yeah. go after the, you know, the vials he took right. before she died, mm-hmm. which must be in police evidence. Must be. I thought he'd go after those, but the fact that her body's just like... Completely unguarded, not marked as a biohazard, kind of bothered me. It's bad storytelling. It is. Um, so then we go to Wayne Manor. And uh, this, uh, for a split second, was the cutest thing ever. It was. Because we both thought he was making dinner for Alfred. Yeah, and he should have been. He should have been. For the Alfred record. deserves so much. Um, but we find out he's making dinner for Selena, and Alfred comes in and he tries to help. And Bruce is like, nope, I have to do this on my own. And um, Alfred's like, so what if she doesn't come? And he's like, no, she's totally coming. It's going to be awesome. And I was like, oh, honey. Yeah. You just set yourself up for that right there. And so Alfred's like, okay, I'll make myself scarce, but I'll be close by. (laughs) Scarce, but not so scarce. Yeah. (laughs) I'll just be watching you on the security monitors. It'll be fine. And, okay, so the little bits with Bruce and Selena in this episode were cute, but they were so short. They kind of felt out of place. Well, we didn't... Did we see Bruce at all last episode? I don't think we did. I don't think we did, and I think that's probably why it was in there. Okay. It's purely because it's like, okay, we can only go so many episodes without baby Bruce. Right. Who is less and less of a baby every single episode. And he's kind of the star of the show. He kind of is. So... So, yeah. Um, So, we move on to uh, Barnes, and they're working the morgue-breaking case, and Harvey's there, and honestly, it feels like Harvey is Barnes' sidekick now. Well, they are both police officers. I know, but... And he is his boss. I kind of want more Harvey, like, on his own. Well, there's that, and also you would expect to see Harvey paired up with Alvarez, who we've seen. Yeah. Because, I mean, is Harvey working alone now, just because Jim left? Does he have a partner? Yeah. Well, of course he's working alone. He will not accept anyone else as his partner, because he loves his Jim. That's true. (laughs) You should have seen her face when she did that. It was great. (laughs) You were I will so go, like, <laughs> I will go down with this ship. <laughs> Clearly. Uh, so, um, Harvey confirms that Alice's blood is frozen, but still can get all virusy. I did not realize that those little droids were freezery. Yeah. And she had no frost or anything. Yeah, you have a puppy beneath you. Was, yeah, I was just want to make sure I wasn't kicking you. Yeah. Because um, I kicked the puppy. Oh, you thought she was just in a drawer? Yeah, she, I mean, well, she's in the drawer on the side in the morgue, right? Yeah. I didn't, that's not a freezer. Those are all freezy drawers. Are they freezy? All the drawers are freezy. I thought they were just like cold storage, not freezy storage. I think you have to be in, freezy with bodies, right? In, 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 in. Something. Constantine, um, when the sister, Isabel, Isabel? Isabella. Isabel. I don't know. The, the twin sister, you, you've seen yeah. Constantine, okay. The twin sister, you know, who, who jumps off the roof. Right. And, well, when they go, uh, the, the priest dude goes to look for her 
the one that hears things, he goes and he goes in, it's like a, like a walk-in freezer and their bodies are piled up in there. That's what I think of as a freezer. The drawers I always thought was just like cold storage. Not, no, I always thought the drawers Because that's when they do the, the autopsies. Yeah. You can't autopsy a frozen corpse. Actually, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. But you still have to keep them cold, but you can't autopsy them because well, apparently frozen. she was frozen. But do you see the disconnect I there? I do. Um, and so uh, they confirmed that, of course, it was Jervis. Like, who the fuck else would it be? I know, right? And if he heats it up, he'll have, he'll have the virus. And so Jim shows up and he's like, what's up? Um, and I think it was either Barnes or Harvey is like, shouldn't you be with your girlfriend in the hospital? And he's like, she's fine. And um, he's like, I just want to help. And Barnes is like, your help sucks and you're not a cop. So get the fuck out of my crime scene. Barnes has had enough of your shit. Pretty much. Yeah. And so um, uh, he's going to have these and guys. So has everybody else. Everybody. So he's going to have these guys escort him out. And Jim's like, I can go on my own. And Harvey goes after him. And he's like. Apparently he can't go on his own. No. And Harvey's like, listen, don't do this shit on your own. Because, you know, he's met Jim. And um, <laughs> he tells him, he's like, Barnes is right about. He said, you, you should. You're afraid. And um, you either need to be a cop or you don't. You don't do this halfway bullshit. And so um, Harvey asks what he's afraid of. And he tells him to go to, the, go to the hospital while the police do their job. I was like, oh, my God, that's some tough love from Harvey. Because usually Harvey's like, whatever you want, buddy. Harvey has had enough of his shit. Yeah. That's how terrible Jim yeah. is. Yeah. Harvey's even tired of it. Yeah. So I was bad. like, I was like, wow. I was really taken aback by that. Um. So but this is, it's, it's a little bit of character development on Harvey's part that we haven't seen in a really long time. That's true. So that was good to see. But at the same time, wow. Yeah. Well, but also. Also, where's Scotty? Also. <laughs> maybe, two seasons later. I know. Maybe. Um, I mean, I think it's indicative of the fact that he did actually heed the words later in the episode. Maybe it took somebody like Harvey saying it to him. He can ignore Barnes, and he can ignore all this other stuff, yeah. but not Harvey. No. So, I don't know. Um, so, we go to Oswald, who is getting ready for the Founders Dinner. And apparently, it's this super schmancy thing. And um, Ed's helping him get ready, which, I'm sorry, does... What chief of staff actually helps dress you? I did not realize he was a chief of staff slash valet. Yeah, nobody does that, but boyfriends and husbands. And, and so, valets. Yeah. And so Oz was like, oh, yeah, I'm, uh, I don't even have a plus one. And Ed's like, oh, I couldn't go anyway because I have a date. So Ed immediately picked up on like, yeah, I could be your plus one, but I can't because I have a date. Yeah. This could be us, but you playing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so Oz was like, so what if you're just infatuated with this girl? He's trying to feel him out. Yeah. And Ed's like. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And so Ed's like, oh, well, she does look like Kristen, but this is the universe telling me I have a second chance at love. And Oswald's like, and so he's like, do you mind if I just scoot out of here? I got to get ready for my date. I'm like, just, just stab him in the heart. Why don't you? You terrible, terrible man. Okay. Can we talk about the ties? Yeah. I want to know how many different ties the costume department has on this show. A lot. Because they, he... Uh, Edward holds up, uh, I like, I, I'm, 
I prefer are preferable to the purple one or whatever. And he holds up this. Yeah, the it's got this purple. Or whatever. No, no, not the brocad. This is he's just a purple one. Yeah. So he holds up this purple one. It's got this little stripy pattern, weird looking thing on it. And um, Oswald's like, oh well, the brocade brings out my eyes. Which, by the way, Edward agreed to. So he's noticed that yes, this tie does in fact bring out your eyes. Yeah. Yeah, just How? bros being bros my ass. Mm-hmm. So uh, in the next scene or two, when Oswald goes to the library, mm-hmm. <laughs> spoiler alert, he's wearing a plain purple. Uh, well, not plain purple, It's but it's a purple. A different with purple no, It's a third. I'm like, why did he put that tie on? And then later at the founder's dinner, he's wearing the brocade. Oswald is a clothes horse, though. He loves looking spiffy. I mean, is this just inconsistency in no, the costuming department? Or I think it's his character. Oswald ha- literally has a closet full of purple ties. Because they're all purple in some sense or the other. Yeah. I I chose to think of that as character. Why I'm focusing on the damn ties, I don't know. But they made such a point of it, I prefer the purple tie. Oh, this one brings out your eyes. Yeah. that they, they made it a thing. Yeah. So. <sighs> they're making it super shippy too, bastards. Well, you know they're doing that on purpose. I know. Um, so we go to, uh, Harvey and Barnes, and Harvey's telling Barnes that, you know, the, this guard at the morgue conveniently called in sick that day, and he has a record. And so Lucius comes in, which I was like, oh my god, Lucius! Woohoo! Um, and he tells Barnes that the virus caused increased strength and agility, which Barnes is like, yeah, I totally knew that already, because he talked to Lee about it a couple episodes ago, mm-hmm. and, but it eventually led to violent rage and Barnes was like no it's only in some of the rats right and Lucius is like no all the tests are pointing to it and um and so Barnes is like well you you can find a cure right and he's like yeah no that's gonna take years and so Barnes is like we have to find him immediately and I'm like okay but like I get the urgency for the city mm-hmm. but he I mean, is he just going to brush this off? Like, I mean, he's been infected. Okay, I said it when it happened. He's going the silent crazy route. Yeah. He's going crazy, but he's not telling anybody. Yep. Which is exactly what I said he would do. Yep. Um, is it the right thing? It, no. Is it what ex- exactly what I expected Barnes to do? Absolutely. Yeah, because Barnes is a suffering silence kind of guy. Oh, he's that guy. Yeah. Uh, so we go to Jervis, who t- continues to be terrible. And he has strung up Alice, and he's going to drain her blood. And it, this was the week for that, because we got wasn't that, it? We got that on Westworld too. Yes, but it's uh, also realized this aired on Monday, and what was Monday? Halloween. Halloween. Ah. Uh. <laughs> so, um, so okay, I, I get the the hanging her upside down to drain the blood because apparently that's what you do. That's what they did With in Westworld. Heaters. Yeah. Um, but. They got like tubing, maybe two to three ounces. Yeah, it didn't look like a lot. And maybe because she's did he just I mean, not want a whole lot, or is he just really bad at this? I don't know because, and I don't know how much they've drained from her for all these tests. Well, she looked awfully not drained. She didn't look um, what's the eviscerated? Is that the word of no, drained of blood? That's not the exsanguinated. Exsanguinated. Uh, something aided eliminated <laughs> i don't know um so i mean i don't know it just didn't seem like a half a lot how'd you like it to be like oh yeah you get an extra episode of gotham uh we're gonna hang you upside down and you're gonna be dead are you gonna pay me yeah great i'll be yeah. there 
So check. Cut the check. Oh, Cut wait. the check. Wrong, wrong, fr- wrong franchise. Franchise, yeah. Uh, so um, before we continue, um, I did want to remind folks that we like feedback. We do. Um, you can email us at randomtpodcast at gmail.com. Or on the Twitter at randomtcasts. Or on Tumblr at randomtpodcast.tumblr.com. Um, on Facebook at facebook.com slash randomtpodcasts. And now we're on Instagram. Yeah, we are on the instant gram. We're on the instant grams. So, what's uh, our what's our instant gram thing? Is right. it random tea podcast? Mm-hmm. Okay, because isn't Instagram doesn't it make it smaller? It's kind of like Twitter where we couldn't. No, well, we got the whole name in there. Yes, we got random yes, tea podcasts. Yeah, yes. so it's it's there. Um, or you can just go to our website and check the bottom of the homepage and go to our all our socials there, and that's at randomtpodcasts dot com. Um, and the Instagram is located. Shut was, up. It's I, already there. God, I was able to link it God, there. You're so fucking efficient. I love you. I do what I can do. Oh, I did it like that morning. Oh my God. You <laughs> we giant nerd. Giant nerd. It's true. It's very true. Um, but what else can they find on our, on our website? Well, they can find our other podcasts for <gasps> one. Like what? Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Uh, and coming soon would be, uh, American Gods. Whenever they get around to start releasing it. Yeah. And we're going to do Night Manager at some point, too. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did, like, I, I listened to it in the last couple of days. The cast we recorded this weekend with uh, two guest guests. Um, we did a character podcast for uh, Steve and Bucky. Yes, which we have uh, some feedback for, which, we, which I'm thinking we can put on our revelries. Yeah, or Strange. Oh, strange. yeah, we could do it on Strange. Um, and it actually That would be turned- a little... Strange. Strange. But it actually turned out better than that. Did it turn out well? Good. Yeah, like, it was like herding cats, but it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. So, so give that a listen. Um, but what, there's other junk on our website too, right? Yeah, there is. There's, um, uh, a handy dandy new banner to Amazon. <gasps> um, I've, I've changed it up a little bit. Ooh. Um, and, uh, uh, as we all know, Black Friday is coming. Yeah, it is. So, you know, if you would be so kind and would like to support uh, Random Tea Podcast, then you all you have to do is click on that link. It takes you through to Amazon. You order just like you normally would, and you pay nothing extra. Yep. But it's some pennies. Yep. Drop into our little palms. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, we would appreciate that. But also, speaking of Black Friday. <gasps> oh, my gosh. You have news about unofficial I natural do. fan of fragrances. I do. They so have excited. announced uh, their specials. <gasps> I haven't even heard these, so if I make so squealy if noises, it'll calm down. Load. Oh, I got all the way up. I built this up so much, and the image isn't going to load, is it? Okay, so here are the current plans. They are subject to possibly changing between now and then. But here's okay. the current plans uh, for Black Friday weekend. For the whole weekend, Ooh. Black Friday, Hermione Yule Ball Spray, <laughs> Hermione Yule Ball Roll-On. Shut up. Mm-hmm. Uh, stocking Stuffer Bundle. Which is five samples. $10 grab bag box. Five samples of your choosing or a $20 plus worth of mystery. Shut up. For $10. Oh my God. Every purchase uh, entered into a raffle for a big mystery multi-fandom giveaway. On Black Friday, free shipping on orders of $30 or more. That's good because they're shipping because they they take such care with the glass they're shipping is... It's a little you, steeper than you're used to, but it's worth it. It is. It's because really they worth wrap it. the shit out of that stuff, and uh, sometimes you get extras. Yeah, so that's I always got tea fun. In mine, yay! 
Um, now that's for the Black Friday special. Small Business Saturday. Okay. Buy one bundle of two sprays, get one roll-on of your choice free. Oh, that's good. That is good. Uh, Cyber Monday, buy one bundle of four plus sprays and get one spray free. Okay. Okay. So that's the current specials. Those are great. Um, and they will, pro- they more, uh, usually they'll have like, um, if you, if you're following their, their Instagram and you have them on, um, alert, or alert, then they'll do a flash sales. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also if you do want to get Hermione's Yule Ball, which I highly recommend, it smells like Christmas. You need to get it that weekend. Because it's the only time of year they release it. It's the only time of year they release it. They only have so many. Um, and yeah. And trust me, it's worth it. It is so worth it. So it's great. Worth it. So I'm so excited. I know. All right. Anything else? Uh, no. Okay. So Jim goes back to the hospital to see Valerie. And I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> um, he sees Lee and Mario talking in the corridor and Lee, uh, she was, she's telling him what went down with Jervis and, um, and she just, she just wants to move, move past everything. Cause he's, he's pretty upset about that. She's been pretty adamant. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about, okay. This is Mario. Mario's talking. cause Sorry. he's like, what? He said to shoot you. See, Mario's looking at it completely the wrong way. Yeah. Lee's absolutely right. Yeah. And, um, uh, Mario says that, you know, it's Jim's fault that she was in danger and, Kind of, but also mm, there was this maniac guy that yeah. was, I mean, like, yeah, Jordan, because uh, he was, Jordan, fixed- I'm, I'm now calling Jim Gordon Jordan. There you go. I have shipped his own name together. Oh my God. Uh, Gordon did not make Jervis do this. This right. was 100% Jervis's choice. Right. And right. it wasn't Daryl's fault. <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. Wrong show. Um, and so, uh, Mario goes back to the ER and, um, Jim talks to, to Lee and he's like, he, he's completely justified with his anger because, again, Jim's got a lot of self-hatred going on and this only made it worse. And um, he's like, uh, he, he told her that he's like, man, I can't get anything out of the police. And even Harvey uh, thinks that I refuse the badge because I'm afraid, which is crazy, right? And she's like, no, it's not. Um, <laughs> she's like... Um, she knows that he chose her knowing that Jarvis would do the opposite. Why is nobody bringing up the fact that, oh, Lee's a doctor? Yeah, they don't seem to notice that. And Jim's like, oh, I wanted to save her. And she's like, yeah, you are afraid. And she walks off. Yeah. But, like, again, I, I wish somebody would be like, yes, you wanted to save both of us, but that wasn't an option. Yeah, because he would have sh- he, he shot both of them. In a second. Mm-hmm. So, but again, knowing gut shot versus head shot. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just weird. Um, So, Oswald, my sweet, precious angel, he is so... He is no angel. He's so... He's not even on the side of the angels. He's me if I have no conscience. Oh, yeah, that's true. Because I would do this shit. <laughs> this is the st- kind of stuff you get impulses for that you're like, oh, I shouldn't do that. That's kind of wrong. His, but he just does it. And the acting, Robin Lord Taylor in oh this scene is so precious. He is. I could just squeeze him because, like, that's how I know you're you're good. Like, I love him. I love Ed. I love Fish. They're all villains. Yes. I mean, but they're great. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. So he goes to the library and he's going to talk to Isabella. And, um, he, uh, is 
supposedly there to get a book on the uh, history of Gotham's uh, founding families who are holding this this yeah that's what this this, this party that night right that's what it's all about and um Oswald's like oh uh you know um she she she's made crafts of within Ed? hours yeah yeah and I know we're talking about between the three of them. These are some obsessive people, <laughs> but damn, Little Isabella, damn. Bit. And so um, he's like, oh, so, you know, um, he's like, thanks for, thanks for uh, cheering him up. He's been in a funk ever since he got out of Arkham. Oh, God. And she's like, what? What, what was he in Arkham for? I mean, and he's it, like, squeeze me. Listen, he was just there for killing his girlfriend. It's That's fine. fine. Well, he doesn't <laughs> come out and say it. Yeah. Because he's like, because she, she, um. What does she say? And then he's like, oh, I'm, it's, it's, it's not, I'm not one to gossip about staff, but yes. Yeah. He doesn't actually say, he just mouths the word and it's just, oh, he's so happy. I know. And he's, you can tell he's so pleased with himself. Yes. Like, yes, I've fully executed this plan. This is going to go exactly the way I want it. It's going to be perfect because God, I'm the penguin. Okay. What about this scenario? Okay. What if, um, penguin keeps trying to sabotage it? Right. And uh, Kristen Wannabe yeah. is telling Ed about it. And and she's like, well, you know, it's, he's only doing it because he's in love with you. And that <gasps> moment of dawning on Ed's face, that's what I want to happen right there. For Ed to come to the conclusion on his own? Well, even if Kristen were to say, oh, he's only doing these things because he's in love with you, too, or something. And just the look on his face of, because <gasps> you know how Corey Michael, uh, Corey Michael is. Smith. Smith, thank you. Yeah. People who use their these they both use all three names. I know that's why they are destined to be shipped. I know together. they ship it. Okay. Oh, I know they both do. Rob, they've uh, been Robin and precious in. I've seen just sets of interviews they've been in because they're both like, yeah, we're all we're both all totally yep, on board let's go. with this ship. Yes, um, they've both used the hat the 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 ship Nick name. Marble they know or whatever it is. Yeah, but um, but yeah, but again, the the season of Kristen is gone. I I I don't. Yeah, and I have no, I have no attachment to her anymore. And honestly, we don't know that this isn't just Kristen. It that could went be an Indian Indi- Hill. It could be an Indian Hill Kristen. Um, and also, it reeks of day soap opera. Yeah, the amnesia. Da, da, the, da. Well, not that half the other characters that have come back through. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's yeah. All right, I just talked myself through that one. <laughs> I do that. I know. Um, so, uh, so he's very pleased with himself. And so we go to Jim, who finally does make it to Valerie's room. Finally. And at least he brought booze this time. He, he just makes, actually, he just makes it to the threshold before he sees Jervis at the end of the hallway, who's like, hi. Okay, so Jim walks out of Valerie's room, and he's mostly turned the other direction, and, like, his spidey senses were tingling. We both know Jim's not that good. So how did he, I mean... Plot. How? Don't try to logic it. You can't apply logic. Okay. It's the new Sleepy Hollow. You can't apply logic. (laughs) There is no logic. No logic. All right. Fine. Well, he does have that whole hypnotist thing going on. That's true. Um. So of course we get a chase, and he lures him into this abandoned area of the hospital. So dumb. I was like, God, Jim, you're so stupid. Didn't he learn this from watching Scooby Doo? Yeah. And so he's like, oh, the tea party's just beginning. Jim follows him, and Jervis taunts him, and he steps out. So easy to do. 
It really is. And he steps out and he blows the Red Queen powder he into blows his face. Him what? Yeah, oh. He blows the Red Queen. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry. He blows it into Jim's face and he's like, okay, you can't stop me. Bye. Can't love you. Bye-bye. Um, and so we go, we get a really quick scene of Oswald showing up at this dinner, this swanky swank dinner. Bumps into Jarvis, who I'm still surprised that the fucking mayor does not recognize one of Gotham's most wanted criminals right now. Well, when you have uh, two sets of schedules every day, one for being the mayor, one for being the kingpin of the under underworld, you know, it's a busy day. I expect him to know all the Some, other criminals. Sometimes you don't have time to watch the news. Wah, wah. But yeah, you're right. As king of the underworld, he and mayor. should... Yeah, he should... Both sides, he should because be aware. we didn't see any of it, but the public uproar over a bride and groom jumped to their death, and over two people were electrocuted, Yeah, and there were people kidnapped, and I mean, like, there would have been a big media storm. Well, I don't know. Valerie Vale was in the hospital, so. <laughs> no, that was, before, that, was, that was before she was in the hospital. She was kidnapped, so she couldn't report on it. But, like. He would have known Jervis. Uh, he should have known. Yeah. Um, so Jervis. Is somebody in that room. Yeah. So Jervis walks off. And so we go to. Uh, we go to the fun time gym hallucination hour. So it's the happy lab. Yeah. So he starts hallucinating. And of course he ends up in this elevator with Barb. And I thought it was very telling that that's his guide. Through this whole fuck up. I think they just needed to use her. The actress. Probably, but you put her in there. He put her, yeah, because it's his hallucination. Yeah. So, I, I feel... Barb has a bigger piece of his brain, heart, whatever, than true. he well, would lead to believe. Okay, okay. Imagine if you will. Um, original Flavor, Gordon. Ugh. I, I know. Original Flavor, season one. White Knight. Yep. Jim Gordon was with who? Barb. And what does this entire sequence lead us to? White Knight, Jim Gordon. Jim getting back to the person he used to be. Yeah. This entire sequence is leaning that way. Yeah. So. Because by the time he met Lee, he had already been kicked out of the force once. At least. He was at Arkham. Yes. He had already made some compromises with Falcone. And his own morals. And, uh, yeah, all that stuff with Dent. So, yeah. So to getting back to the person he, which is what the, yeah, which is what it's all about. And also, and we can discuss it when we get to that bit of the hallucination, at the end of it, um, the way Barb is telling him don't be afraid and the way she's looking at him would lead one to believe that deep down inside, Jim still believes that Barb cares about him. Yeah. Which to me says Jim still thinks she can be redeemed. Well, Jim's just stupid. Well, yeah, so, it's dumb, but... But, but so, yeah, you can see the bigger picture as to why she's there, though. Yeah. Is I that, just thought that, that was... Oh, I totally understand it. I just thought it was very telling. It, it's very telling, but I think that's what it's telling. But I thought it was interesting that it was Crazy Barb. It wasn't... It was Crazy Barb. I mean, we didn't get... That's because the other Barb is boring. But if we would have gotten, like, season one Barb... You mean the the sandwich Barb? Right, I would have felt a little bit more, like... <laughs> okay for those of you who don't who didn't listen to our season one podcast we we ran a contest for somebody trying to explain to us why barbara <laughs> gordon was important to the story because she was so and boring. why she like if anybody can make a good argument for her not being awful we were gonna buy you a sandwich right um, because penguin got sandwiches when he murdered yeah he eats yeah he makes him very hungry hmm. but anyway 
dead soldier yeah i'm finishing the wine it's because i'm not drinking yeah um that's why i brought two so nobody (laughs) nobody took the barbecue challenge nobody until after the fact it was too late and they made a very good case and they would have gotten a sandwich but it was it was too late we finally had to had to close it (laughs) it's great but yeah so um so barb's there and she's um dressed as this elevator operator and it turns out he's trapped in this elevator the bars burn his hands if he tries to get out and she's like you just have to ride this shit out and so barb takes him down which sounds bad um and tells him (laughs) that he has to face his inner demons so again you got to keep in mind this is all jim talking to himself this is all jim's self-talk yeah so he walks out and he finds himself at the captain's office (gasps) and bruce shows up and he's like oh we don't have much time and then he disappears and so which switch screams loudly of white rabbit yeah we're late we're late we're late we're, oh yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so jim finds himself on the battlefield which we still don't have a lot of i think gina brought it up last week we don't know a lot about jim pre-gotham no but we do know he was in military we do we do know that so and partially i think they're they're just not telling us to keep the keep it timeless because if they tell us a conflict it narrows down the time frame. Yeah. Um, so, but Oswald is there. And he tells him to never leave his unit behind. And Jim goes off to find Bruce because he's still like, where's where's Bruce? Okay, so why is Oswald? In that sequence. In that sequence. Is it because they were kind of like battle buddies. Is, is it because he's his friend with a capital F? Yeah, yeah they were. They were kind of. I, I, when we first saw this, I was like, really, Oswald? Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's probably one of the closest allies. Consistently. Ha- see, but see, I would have expected them to put Harvey in that. I would have too. Yeah, Harvey was nowhere in this. Mm-mm. I did not like that. No, that's disappointing. But yeah. Um, so he goes off to find Bruce and Oswald's like, he gives us a knowing little smile. Um, so Jim goes somehow, finds his way back to the station. And he does find Bruce. Um, and... He says that he wanted Jim to follow him because he, look at all the dead officers. Well, this is not an unusual scene. No, Jim's so... probably like, well, who, who took over now? Um, <laughs> no, right? And so he's like, give these guys some fucking guns. I know. And Jim's like, oh, I did it. And, um, you know, uh, it's just awful. And then Bruce shoots Jim. And he pulls a necklace out of the wound. Which my first thought was, I apologize to, for being so gross, but uh, anal beads. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but it's... It, I'm, I'm sorry, but that's... Oh, my God. That's where my brain went. Well, you know where my and non-gutter brain went. I apologize for being so vulgar. You. Vulgar. Um, it's Bruce's mother's mother's neck. pearls yes yeah which yes. are iconic with martha wayne exactly and bruce wayne himself yeah. so then i was like oh right right not sex toys just thought i'd share that with you never everybody. know it's jim's it's jim's repressed subconscious i know right knows? i was like bruce is a child oh never mind yeah uh so then he shoves jim over the balcony and so we go to the real world and harvey I've seen that show <laughs> 
Harvey and Barnes are, are talking to this guard who, the guard who called in sick. And he's like, no, I was, I was totally <laughs> super sick. I'm, yeah, he even does the fake cough. Yeah. He's like, I was totally super sick. <sighs> That's when you always know that somebody's calling in sick the next day at work. Yeah. Oh, it feels so well. Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We know your tricks, people. <laughs> we've, we've, we've used them. <laughs> yeah. Just last week. Yeah. And so Barnes is like, oh, well, okay, this is really easy to sort out because Jervis Tetch used somebody's key card, so you show me your card and you're free to go. And it's always guy, that damn key card, isn't it? I know. A guy is like, he tries to lawyer up and Barnes goes a little hulk on him. A little bit. Grabs him by the throat, slams him into the table, and Harvey's like, whoa, I'm supposed to be the bad cop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do in this situation. But it got the guy talking. And he's like, oh, he's paid... Uh, one of the Tweed, guys, Tweed brothers paid me for my key card, and they said that, you know, the police would be too busy um, to care. And they talk about the fact that, like, the Tweeds were driving this catering van. And so Barnes is like, he's going after the Founders' Dinner. Wow, what a logic leap. It's like, Alice's blood. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, because she yeah. was always smart. Logic leap. <laughs> That's Superman. Yeah. And so he tells uh, Harvey to, to get a unit together. And, um, get his unit together. <laughs> yeah. I just pelvic thrusted yes, at her from my chair. You're welcome. That's awesome. You're welcome. Okay. Um, and to say nothing to Jim, which Jim's in a trip, so it's fine. Um, so, uh, so we go to the kitchen of the founders, the founders gala ball dinner, whatever the fuck it is. And Jervis is putting a drop of Alice's blood into each wine glass. Okay. Wait, here's my problem with this scene. Um, you don't pre-pour wine and then serve it. Nobody does that. Nobody has ever done that in the history of ever. You dose the wine. You set the table with the glasses and the plates and you serve Thank the you. wine. Because there's too much of a, there's too much of a chance it'll get spilled. Okay. And not everybody wants wine. Yes, there's that. And, uh, I understand that he needed to do his little rhyming Thing. shit and, and put, you know, and that part, but they his could rhyming shit. his rhyming shit, you know, um, but they could have just as easily have done that with open bottles of wine because wine has to breathe. That would and have it been was easy. Red and or you could. There's always the 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 in the syringe. Thank you. What? Words. She's making. Them. I'm making them. We're both making the motion. <laughs> the little pushy thingy. You know the pushy the syringe thingy. and injecting. That's the word I was looking yeah. for. And injecting it through the wax seal or something. I yeah. mean. No, but nobody serves full wine glasses because you knock one of those over and that carpet at that mansion is stained forever. Yep. Yeah. So that was dumb. Uh, I thought about that too. I was like, ah, nobody, never, no self-respecting. Anybody would serve that. Um, so we go back to Jim's fucked up brain and he's back in the elevator and Barb's giving him mouth to mouth and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And she's like, what did you not want me to save you? And so um, this is when she's dressed as a slutty nurse. And Jim's like, why are you wearing that um, that outfit? And she's like, because uh, it's in your brain and you put this me in it. This is your hallucination. So then he, he puts her in a nun's uh, habit. habit. I was like, okay. As she's gripping her boobs. Yeah, I was like, just you, saying. you couldn't cover her up another way because Barb ain't no nun. No, but that's where Jim's brain went. Yeah. Well. So, Well, in Jim's mind, you're either a slut or a nun. Jim. You know that very binary view of women that yes. a lot of men have? Yes. Uh, Jim Gordon. Yeah. Well, yeah. Jim just has the one emotion. Well, that's true. 
There's not a whole lot to him. So the elevator stops and Barb lets him out. And this is when, for a split second, I thought this is how we were going to get Barbara and Jim Gordon Jr. Yes, I did too. And I was, and they said, they called them Frankie and Julie. And I meant to go see if I could find something on that. And I didn't get time to do it. Okay. So I was if hoping I could knows. find some kind of canonical reference to those yeah. two. Um, but I thought it's I just thought, been a really busy week. I thought this would be a perfect way for us to get them. Oh, it would without ever having to go there. Yeah, just a nod. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, and I was typing. I was like, oh my god. And then I was like, Frankie. Frankie. And then I was like, fucking. Yeah. And it's okay. I can I can understand that when Lee was pregnant, that they could have pre picked out name. You know, have names picked. You do that when you have children. sometimes. Yeah, if you're not terrible like Jim. But you know, still. So, like, you think... So Could you they think have been his... Might have been that you, you think these might have been the names that they... Like, if it's a boy, we'll go with Frankie. If it's a girl, we'll go with Julie. Yes. Ooh, that's ouchy. Yeah, but that I mean, where else... Worse. But, I mean, but here he is with Lee. I mean, where else mm-hmm. would the names come from? I mean... Yeah, because I thought that was oddly specific. Because when you're in love and you're planning the future... Yeah. Even though it, oh, it was like, hey, surprise, I'm pregnant. And he's like, you want to get married? Okay. Yeah, whatever. That was weird. Um, so he's got, they've got these kids and Lee comes out and, um, you know, he's, it's, it's the fifties, you know, kind of aesthetic of the wife's in the kitchen with her pearl necklace and ready full to makeup. serve you dinner, full makeup. And, you know, they sit down with the kids and he's digging this and he enjoys it for like a minute until the lights start flickering and the kids start going in and out and Lee starts going in and out of uh, like as the lights, yeah, as the lights flicker. Um, so yeah, that's like wah wah. So then, of course, Jim Jim's back in the elevator. Aww. And he assaults Barb, and he wants her to let him out. And she's uh, she. <laughs> I love this because I started thinking about well, it. He 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 gets there, and she's like offering him a drink. Yeah, which is that's so Barb. Mm-hmm. Sorry, but it's also kind of fifties housewife. Very. You're a martini, dear? But she also works at a bar. Right. But I thought this was interesting. The last time we saw her break a glass and put it to his throat was with Jervis, and Jim was not there for that. Mm. Jim was not there to see that. Mm-mm. So I thought that was interesting. Um, so maybe she does this more than we even see. Maybe the actress is just really good at breaking glasses and holding it to people's throats. It looked good. They thought they could use it again. I mean, it was good. She's I mean, practiced with that. Good job, Erin. So. Um, and so... <laughs> <laughs> and so she starts asking why he why he turned into um this PI bounty hunter thing if he wants that life with Lee. And um Barb's like you're lost and you should play nice if you want to get home. And she's like listen, it's a long way to the basement and she hits the down switch. So of course we're continuing the basement metaphor for getting deep into his subconscious. Well, what other metaphor? They're in an elevator. What other yeah. metaphor they got? Yeah. So. It's not like they're going up to the penthouse. Yeah. We're going up to the clock tower, which I which think, by the way I believe that is yeah yeah the, we'll, we'll with get the there. herbalist mm-hmm. no we've already passed it it was with the herbalist it was the with the herbalist at the beginning I think but that was a clock tower set but I think when uh, where Jervis takes Alice to drain her is the same set is the same room because uh, it's it's in the background that big round that window. big round window I don't know if it's actually supposed to be the clock tower because that clock but tower but I think it's the same set but it's got to be the same set yeah. Yeah, Barb's luxury apartment got turned into a villain lair. Well, have you seen Gotham? That's true. It's kind of going downhill. That's true. 
Um, so we go to Wayne Manor, and oh, this hurt me. Bruce is waiting, and you can see by the candles burning down, which is the classic way to tell time yes. has passed. That it's been a minute, and Alfred comes in, and he's like, "Listen, she's not coming." And this, is, of course, when Selena shows up, she's like, "Sup, bitches." And Alfred's like, in true Selena style. Yeah, Alfred's like, well, I'll be over here that's not in this room. And, um, but within earshot. Yeah, but with, within earshot. And she tries to act like nothing's happened. And Bruce is like, you stood me up. And she's like, stuff came up. And she's like, oh my God, I can't believe you had Alfred make all this stuff. And he was like, I made it. I made all of it for For you. you. I was like, oh my gosh. Boy is bitter and salty. Oh my gosh. And so he's like, listen, you stood me up and, and, you know, I, I'm trying to be honest with you. And she's like, okay, this whole thing is weird. I don't I, know how to do this. Yeah. I don't know how to do this. You liking me so, and me liking yeah, you the thing. Yeah, the me and you. This, and my, my thought with this scene was, and so it begins. But this is so accurate for that age group. Yes. You don't know how to do this shit. No. Everything's awkward. And there's, there's. And, you know. Yeah. Well, and she's Selena. Oh, which she does not with the feelings. No, she does not with the feelings. And um, she doesn't want to tell him. I think she wants to protect him. Yeah. Which she has always tried to do since day one. Yep. And she won't tell him. And he's like, but I need you to be honest with me. But he, she totally distracts him, which is the classic Catwoman, Selena Kyle manipulation of one Mr. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. That goes on for decades. Yeah, five ever. Yeah. And it's still going on for the last hour, remember? And it will. But, um, but I was like, and though it, so it begins, so you're going to cut the cake or what? I'm like, she goes straight to dessert. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's my bae. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He baked her a cake. Yeah. For reals. Chocolate one, too. But I, like, I empathize with her so much because the beginning part is what sucks in a relationship where you're just like. I don't, oh, I know. I don't know like what, what your behaviors. I don't know what's safe. Yeah, what's too much to text? What's not enough? What's you know? Do I wait five minutes or five hours? There you go. So yeah, is I she sh- just being fashionably late, or was she like? I, how I, many times did she change clothes? And how much you want to bet she was out there on that terrace for like a fucking hour before she came in and left, and then came back twice oscillating on a pavement is always the sign of a lover <gasps> oh love mm. issues love issues yeah yeah, yeah. Sherlock taught me that mm-hmm. but yeah so bless her heart I yeah love her. um so yeah cut the cake shiny look over here um <laughs> feed me sweet stuff so we go to the dinner the big fancy dinner <laughs> sorry I'm making obscene gestures yes you are um so we go to the fancy dinner and Oswald is talking to ah oh, some lady I don't know tall Catherine. Something no last name. No last name given. So, it's the founders' dinner. Yep. The 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 founding families, which we know Galavan's family was one of them. So was one of them, and and she says she's part of a part of a. She just gives her first name, and she talks. She's one of the oldest families. Yep. So which family is she from? We need to go back season two. I got to find the post when they. When they go into the Galavan history of here were the founding families. Yeah, the, the older lady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the history lady. She was yeah, we awesome. Co- yeah, because I did a whole thing about all the families. Yeah. So we know she's not. She's not a Gal. Well, I don't think she's you a Galavan. You can't count her out because they weren't actually Galavants. That's true. They were an offshoot. They were Dumas. 
That's true. They were Dumas. They changed but their even, name. But even the Dumas, they were an offshoot of the Dumas family that had been taken in by this But he cult. changed his name from yeah. Dumas to Galavan. His yeah. name really was Dumas. But, I don't um, think that was the whole Dumas family, though. No, but they were all kicked out. They were all kicked out of Gotham, and he came back. So I don't think true. she is a Dumas. So she's not a Wayne, and there were four families, weren't there? Five. Five. Okay. And, including Wayne. Okay. So there's Wayne, Dumas. And then the other three. Then the other three, which I don't have in front of me, so I can't remember. Okay. So we'll, we'll need to look into that because I kind of want to try to guess what family she's from. Um, and so she, she tells uh, she tells Oswald that she's like, oh, well, because uh, he's like, oh, basically, like, why the fuck are you here? And um, she's part the of fuck a, is this? a group that oversees things in Gotham. You know, the important things. And she's like, we've had our eye on you for some time because you're bird-themed, too. Uh, <laughs> Birds of a feather. There you go. And she's like... We'll contact you when the time is right. And he's like, I don't, what now? Poor Oswald. He, he is does not. so clueless. And he, but a lot of it's because he's distracted by the whole Ed thing. That's true. Because that's, when they first come in, he's telling her about his triumph. Sounds like you Isabel. did him a favor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah. Anyone who's obsessed that much that quickly though. But I want to see Ed, or not Ed, Oswald percolate on this idea because she made it very clear she's like we control like she kind of went out i wonder if he'll ask ed about him i don't know about her like there's this secret group that he as mayor and king of the underworld does not know about knowing oswald to me that would drive him crazy because again he's a lot like me with no impulse control um (laughs) (laughs) so she walks off and oswald takes his seat and, of course, this is when Jervis and the people come in firing guns, which ah, I was like, okay, you dosed the glasses. Yeah, yeah. Why not just let that run its course? Yeah, why interrupt? Why interrupt with guns? It's like monologuing. Yeah, that's true. He monologued with weapons. He monologued. And then he monologued. And then he actually monologued because he's like, oh, let me introduce myself. And um, the heads of Gotham will roll and they serve the wine and he's like, drink, everybody. And I'm like, uh, most of them would have drunk anyway if you didn't say anything. I know, right? I mean, like, some of them would have been like, no, I don't want any wine, but... You still would have gotten the majority a good of 80%. Them. Exactly. Because even though I don't drink red, drink red wine, if I were in this situation, I would probably... At pre- least sip it. I would at least sip on it. Yeah. To be polite. Yeah. Because that's what you do. Right. It's terrible. So showman. Like, showman. I, and the only thing I could think of is that... Um, they had to have Jarvis there to be caught. Well, there's that, and for him to see Barnes. But, I mean, but they could have set mm. that up any other way. True. But Jar- Jarvis, Jarvis, Jarvis is such a, he's a showman. Yeah. And uh, a lot of the, I mean, that's just comic book villain oh, rule, yeah. rule number one. Oh, yeah. You gotta be a big, big, go big or go home. Yeah, and he's not going home. Yeah. So, although he's apparently from Gotham. Don't know. Weird. Um, so Oswald's like, yeah, no, I don't want any wine. And so he gets a gun in his face for his trouble and everybody starts to drink, except this is when Barnes and Harvey bust in and stop drinking. And for once the GCPD shows up on time. And Greg, to your point, this is one of the only times that they bust in guns blazing that actually warrant. I know, right? And so, um, Barnes tackles, uh, Jervis and he gets he gets him on the floor, but Jervis takes one look at him, and he's like, ha, 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 
you're infected with Alice's blood. I see my, well, he says, I see my sister or in you something. Or something. In, yeah, it's really creepy weird. And Barnes is like, shut the fuck up. So yeah. Uh, so we go back to Jim's uh, terrible, terrible trip. Terrible, terrible, very bad, no good trip. That I was trying to forget about. And <laughs> the elevator gets to the basement. And uh, Barb's like, it's not going to be easy for you to face who you really are. And he's like, and he he starts asking her if she was, wishes she was the person she used to be, meaning Jim is asking himself this. Yes. Um, so I think you were right on the money with that. Mm-hmm. And um, Barb's like, what about you? And she she gives him this key. Very dramatically. Takes it out of his mouth. <laughs> and she's like, it's up to you whether you use it or not. And so Jim's out in Gotham somewhere. He sees his dad. And um, his dad's dropping red dust onto the street. Which is really, really weird and creepy, but whatever. Now, there's a lot of uh, visual to this scene mm-hmm. with the... Because there's background... You hear background noise every so often, and it's there... Because he is at the hospital, and so yeah. you start to hear that breaking yeah, through. Yeah, which I thought was good. And Mario, but they call him Dr. Shervey or Shervar. No, something. Something, but Calvi. it's... Calvi, yeah, they don't call him Dr. Falcone. They call him Dr. Calvi, which, yeah. okay, the whole, okay, his name going back and forth is like, be consistent. So stupid. But whatever. But you hear that, and so the big flashing, the big spotlight, mm-hmm. that was done really well. Oh, I thought that was great. Um, Showing you the, the the transition between hallucination and the real world, I think his, visually was. And the stuff with his dad was kind of washed out like it was older. Yes. So, I mean, I thought visually, like, they did an awesome job with this episode. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what to make of the whole, cause you're supposed to draw the connotation with Red Queen. Yeah, it's the red dust. So I don't know. I, I don't, I'm not meta enough to really have pondered that, but his dad is basically spreading. I think it was to spot, to, to give us the contrast of the black and white faded with the red being very bright. Could very well have been. Just it was a very contrast. striking visual. Um, and so Jim, of course, recognizes that it's his dad, and he has this key, and his dad takes it. Which, by the way, is a key blank. Yeah, I know. Which was, I was weird. Like, that was weird. Um, and so uh, he's like, let's go. We, we, we don't want to be late. And, of course, like you mentioned, he hears the hospital stuff in the distance because they're trying to bring him out, and he still stays under. And so his dad... Which, strangely, Mario has heard of Red Queen. Wait, what, what? Even though he's been in Gotham a whole two and a half seconds. Mm. Yeah. One doctor, man. They had to breathe him. And he asks for 20 cc's of... Of something, something. And by the way, 20 cc's is a lot. Is it? Well, yeah. I don't know what a cc is. It's... Something. It's 20 cc's is not a small amount. Um, I can give you some perspective later. Okay. Um, So his dad tells Jim that it's time to go. Jim gets in the car, they start driving, and um, so his dad asks him if something's wrong, and Jim's like, I missed you, and he's like, yeah, I'm sorry, I haven't been around more, and he's like, do you want to talk about it, Um, and Jim's like, "Uh, you know, when I was a kid, they told me that you were a hero, Um, but when I got older, I really understood it, because you got up day after day, and you faced the shithole that is Gotham City, but then you came home to me and played ball. I think it was the, him coming home and playing ball with him that made yeah. him a hero. And you didn't him. let it take yeah. you down, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like, he's like, I wanted to be just like you, but I'm now the opposite. And he's like, listen, dude, I wasn't perfect. And he's like, focus on the good things. And Jim's like, I'm not a hero. And he's like, 
just follow the code. And Jim's like, what? And he's like, it's because you're lost. You don't remember. And um, the answer is on his ring. And he says it's time for him to come because there's something coming for him. And this is when, because I knew we were heading up to the car wreck. Because we, yes. we know that Jim's yes. dad died in a car accident. So I knew as soon as I saw that car, I was like, because to Barb's point, I could easily see her going, you know, you'll, whether you want to use it or not, because I, I, I and we, we didn't really see it. And I kind of expected Jim to grapple with dad, don't get in the car. You're going to die. Yeah. And we didn't see that. He's just like, oh, here's this key. So I didn't yeah. get Barb's line of you'll have to choose whether you use it or not didn't really come to fruition for me. Yeah, that comment doesn't make a whole lot of sense in retrospect. Because, I mean, obviously, what I think 90% of us would do if we were confronted with the situation would be like, oh, my God, Dad, you're going to die. Please don't get in that car. Yes, I agree. So it was counterintuitive. Whatever. So Jim wakes up and Mario apparently has been able to revive him and save him from this terrible drug that apparently fucks you up. But, you know, Mario knows how to unfuck you up. Um, and quickly, too, because he's getting ready to send him home. And I, I just like, yeah, too. I was like, I you're not going to admit him after an well, overdose of some psychotropic, you know, terror well, drug. And so this herbalist um, it says that, you know, it knocks them unconscious or it makes them knocks them unconscious but then it fries their brain like very very quickly so they had to have found him within minutes yeah yeah to keep it from frying jim's brain but on top of that yeah he'd be pretty don't they want to do like a a brain scan they didn't even have him in a bed they had him in one of those like chairs little chairs with the back i don't think they actually even admitted him to the hospital which you know when you're in a hurry you kind of have to you know do what you got to do but i thought that too i was like you're not going to run a fucking test. You're going to be fine. It's fine. Here, Just... have have some orange juice. Like, apparently orange juice is a fix-all. <laughs> what? I... I was like, should he have cookies, too? Like Crackers, at I... least. It's like, oh, my God. This a piece is of ridiculous. apple. Yeah. And Mario even makes the point of being like, yep, another minute, we would, and you would have died. And Jim's like, okay, thanks. And he's like, I did my job. And um, he's like, we're going to let you go in an hour. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah, I was like... Mostly, in other words, get the fuck out of my hospital. I was like, the healthcare system in Gotham is lacking. Isn't it? So we go to Ed, and he's having dinner with Isabella. And apparently, like, we kind of come in in the middle of the conversation. Yeah. I get the I get the impression that she has confronted him about the Kristen thing. And he's like... Or at least that he was in Arkham. Yeah, and he's like, okay, so yeah, I killed my girlfriend. And, but it was totally an accident. So did she tell him that Oswald's the one who told her? I don't think so. Okay. Um, and she's like, I know. And Ed's like, you you still showed up and stuff? You freak. And she's like, love isn't always logical. And um, Okay, I need a, a gif of, of Edward saying it's not logical. Yeah. Just. Okay. If I can get my hands on throwing that out there, I'm okay. gonna keep. I'm gonna look around on Tumblr for it, but I just feel like I should own that. It's not logical because we're gonna be watching something, and I'm gonna send that to you. It's <laughs> not logical. You say. That's there. You go. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, and so uh, they start talking about famous lovers in in, in the books that she <laughs> read because she's all like, "Oh, all I know are books," and um. She takes her hand, and, and she's like, feel my heart. Because he's like, aren't you afraid? And she's like, of course I am. Feel my heart. I'm terrified. Um, 
of course, then, of course, she kisses the man she's terrified of. Because that's what you do. Yeah. And so this is when Oswald comes in because they're at his fucking house. I know. And so Ed is like, oh, look, this is my new girlfriend. It's Bella. And Oswald's like, we've met. And so. Oh, yeah, that's how. Yeah. He he excuses himself and they, Ed and Isabella kiss. And it's gross. I think they're licking tonsils. And weird. And um, so we go back to Jim's apartment, which is terrible. Um, and Jim takes out a box of his dad's stuff. He's got this ring inside, the ring that his own brain told him to look at. And it's Latin, and it means, while we breathe, we shall defend. Which I thought that was not a whole lot of words to say all of those things. I know, it was like three words, wasn't it? Yeah, but it's, uh, the three words are, are Latin. It's a motto for some division, battalion, something, somewhere. It's, an, it's a real thing. Okay. Um, so we go to Barnes real quick, and he's reading, and Jim shows up. And he's like, um... He's reading... His will. It's he's his reading will. his will. No, he is. He's reading his it will. Says, I, uh, Nathaniel Barnes, being of sound mind and body. So, do you think he's planning to kill himself? No, no. But I think he's confronted with. I'm probably going to go crazy and die. Okay, but then there's also the death by cop. Mm. Is he going to like try to I... be the try to like not not so much death by cop, but the die is the hero. Uh, yeah. So you don't suicide, live long enough to be the suicide villain. by heroism. Yeah. Like he's going to be just really reckless now. Yeah. Could be. Could very Or if well he's be. afraid that he's going to go nuts and they're going to have to kill him. Yeah. Which would be suicide by cop. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's all kinds of implications. So he's already come to grips with the mortality of him being uh, infected. Which yes. Which is interesting. Um, and so he tells he tells Jim that, you know, he's got Jervis and the Tweeds locked up in Arkham. That tweeds, sounds like a great idea. Which the Tweeds really belong in Blackgate, honestly. They're just hench people. But whatever. Um, so Jim's like, congratulations. And, uh, he's like, uh, I want to join the GCPD again. And Barnes is like, okay, why'd you change your mind? And Jim's like, oh, I made a promise when I was younger and I plan to keep that promise. The one you've already broken? Yeah. A mm-hmm, hundred times. And, uh, Barnes is like, we need you. And they shake hands. And I'm like, well, that was easy. That was easy. Staples. Yeah. <laughs> that was easy. Um, so we go to Catherine who meets with somebody and she is wearing the ring same ring that jim's daddy had okay so not an army battalion no because they, they did show the war scene so that's where i was thinking that's uh, we we nipped that in the bud real quick um so again we reiterate that they're keeping an eye on oswald and he tells her that judgment is coming for all of them and that's the end of our episode so who, i was first i was like is it falcone but if it was Falcone, they would have showed us. But. I think. It wasn't his voice. No, it wasn't. But. So Jim's dad was. Uh, what they're trying to tell us, at least from what I see, is Jim's dad was Court of Owls. Yes. Jim's dad was tight with Falcone, and they both understood the code. Then there was a bigger picture. Right, because that was that was Falcone's, like, basically his, every time he was on screen talking to Jim in season one was. You don't understand how this city works. Right. You've got to look at the bigger picture. I, I am doing a good service. You've got to have... <laughs> I'm the good guy here. To have to have the GCPD and the good side, you have to have me. And to his point, look at what took his place. A bunch of fucking maniacs. Yeah, and then Oswald. And Oswald. So, uh, so does that mean Falcone is part of Court of Owls? 
Not anymore. But was he? I don't know that he was part of Court of, Court of Owls. Or do you uh, think he, he was just tight with his dad? Court of Owls henchman. Could be. Could be. Without even realizing it, he was just working with... I don't with... know. That'll be interesting to see. Because they brought him back for a reason. Oh, yeah. They didn't They didn't even have to show him. They could have just said, oh, I'm Falcone's son. Mm-hmm. They brought him back this season for a distinct reason. Or is it Mario, the man in the shadows? Mm. You don't think so? I don't think so. I'm just throwing I'm just throwing crap out there now. But yeah, I thought it was very interesting. Well, we had that weird uh, people thinking that Mario was Talon. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm did. not totally, I'm still not totally against. I'm not against him being a Talon, but he wasn't that Talon. Okay. I Plus, think, I, I think there's more to Mario than if meets Mario the eye. Mario is a Talon, it would have been good to show us when he had the gun with last week oh good point if good he would have suddenly good had point. all these like ninja skills good point that would have been cool okay all right good point you went you you get that score yeah um but i'm just really hoping that mario's not set dressing yeah i do too they to went be through the a lot of trouble guy yeah and to bring in falcone's son yeah that's a much bigger yeah world and god wouldn't it be ironic if he was part of court of owls and his dad worked really hard to keep him away from that shit yeah so, so uh, this was a reminder that Court of Owls is still there and still doing stuff, and they're gonna and things. I think they're gonna come into play the second half of the season. Like, I think because we get be, Jarvis first half. We're I think it's gonna it be the main yeah. storyline. Oh yeah, yeah, sounds good to me. Which let's get past all this Jarvis shit. I know because right. it's kind of. So I'm hoping he's kind of what Arkham serves its purpose is in the Batman universe. Is it's it holds the villains when we're not playing with them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm hoping he goes away for a while because I'm kind of done with him right now. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. They're, so they're introducing the quarter. Well, they st- we still got to figure out what they're doing with five. That's true. That's true. I'm really hoping since our cliff, our quote pseudo cliffhanger here is a court of owls scene that next week we're going to pick up with. What are they doing with five? Right. Yeah. It'd be nice. Yeah. So. Because to me, to use five to his fullest extent, they have to do something to Bruce. He has to replace Bruce. Which means you have to do something to Alfred because Alfred would pick up on it right away. Yeah. So I I don't, it it all depends on what their plan is. Because the whole thing at five is, he looks like Bruce Wayne. Right. So that's like, like all the, he doesn't feel pain and whatever, whatever. That's all just gravy. Mm -hmm. So they've got to have some kind of a plan that, him looking like Bruce is what they want. Yeah, they want to. Re- I think they want to replace Bruce with their Bruce. Yeah, and that way they can control. Who would the be compliant Wayne. with? Yeah. They would control the Wayne name. They would control, in essence, the Wayne family, which yeah. in turn controls Wayne Enterprises more, more even than they have been mo- doing with more of a grip. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but the name and it's not even the name itself is what commands respect. Yeah. Exactly. Because Gotham sees Wayne, Wayne, the Wayne family owns Wayne Enterprises. Yep. It's Enterprises or is it Industries? Uh, Stark Industries, Wayne yes. Enterprises. There you go. Always see? Do. See, I it's know. a struggle. See, you've done it to me too now. I so. have. You're right. welcome. So we have some feedback. Yay. Uh, Kim tweeted at us. Cool, cool. She says, had her still here equals boring. <laughs> True. True that. Jim being Jim and back with Gotham PD equals too bad. <laughs> whatever didn't somebody he'll be gone again next didn't season. somebody guess episode seven no 
Okay, it was just us and are no. completely wrong. No, that's... We were close, though. I think you and I were the only two that called episodes in Gotham. It was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. that episode six got. That's what it was. Okay. Um, anyway, Jim and Dad, uh, Court of Owls equals hold promise. Yes. So, yeah, there's that. I find Secret Society, Court of Owls stuff You just love Secret Society, so... I do! Like, a lot. Okay, uh, so Greg wrote in. Yay. Uh, I thought it was another good episode. Seemed to be doing really good this season. Uh, first question. Is it just a women's intuition thing? Lee knew. Vale knew. The two of you knew. But I didn't have a clue that Gordon believed that Tetch would do the opposite of what he said to do. Survey says. It's a lady thing, apparently. I'm um, guessing. I want to say, and I would have to go back and rewatch the scene. I think there was something that Jervis said that clued me into it. Because he first off, he wanted to know which one he loved. He wanted, now, you took my sister away, the person that I loved, and I want to do the same to you. Something like, something yeah, that's not verbatim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but I think subconsciously we paid it, because I didn't think about that until you just pointed out, but he did say he that. Said, you took away the one person that I loved. And then he switched it and said, now you need to pick who dies. And he needs to tell me who to kill. That makes sense. Because at first it was tell me who you love to, now tell me who to kill. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, you took my sister away. So it was something in what he said that clued me yeah. into it. Yeah. So that was how, that was, that's maybe it's just me. I don't know. Uh, he says, Mario didn't know. Hell, I'm no. convinced Jim knew that he knew. I'm not convinced Jim knew that he knew. No, you're in that situation. You never know for sure. Yeah. Um, he says, is it a woman's intuition or was I just having a stupid moment last week? I don't know that... I wouldn't say it was women's intuition. It was something in the dialogue that but maybe... But they weren't... I wish they would have been clearer about it after the fact. Yeah. Because... Instead of the next episode. Yeah. I wish Lee would have said, listen, I, I listened really closely to what he was saying and I realized... Or something. But, of course, we had a lot to get to this week, so... Yeah. We um, got no dialogue. I know. Anyway, uh, Greg goes on to say, I enjoyed the his Red Queen trip. How convenient for Mad Hatter plot that there was a Red Queen poison. <laughs> I, I don't know that it was convenient so much as, well, the writers. Um, Jimbo, Stabby Babs hallucination was my favorite part of the episode. Of course it was. Uh, she was still a crazy badass in his head. Uh, Which is did, interesting. Yeah. Did anyone else think Barb was going to be the one that came out of the kitchen with the little girl? Yes. The little Until girl was going to be little bat girl. Yes. Yes. I don't know that I thought it was going to be Barbara coming out of the kitchen, but I did think the little girl was going to be Barb. Yeah. Little I thought girl. it was going to be Barb. I thought it was going to be Jim Jr. and Barbara Gordon Jr. Yes. Yeah, As I was a little disappointed in the hallucination, Lee called the little boy Frankie. Does that mean anything to us canonically? I, again, I didn't get time to look, but I do plan on following up on that. Yeah. I just didn't get a chance this week. Um, was it supposed to be a nod and a wink to the, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm going to find out. And I apologize for not being prepared for that question. Um, did anyone call Jordan being back in the GCPD by episode seven? No. No, we called it earlier than that. M way, we, we were way too optimistic. He held out way longer than I thought he would. I uh, know, right? Uh, he stretched that one out, didn't he? It took a verbal smackdown from Harvey Barnes, Lee, and a hallucinated Daddy Gordon and Stabby Babs for him to stop being stubborn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just in time to see Barnes go bat shit, probably. Yeah. I also kind of thought he was going to hallucinate Essen, too, when he's in the GCPD. That would have been awesome. Oh, my God. That would have been so great. Uh, with Mind Trip Bruce. And why was Penguin in his head at the time? What did that mean? We, and we talked about this before we were at the scene. I, 
I again, I th- it's because he was a, he felt he was an ally. He's like a brother in arms kind of a deal. In a really weird, twisted. And, and that's the thing; they were only ever thrown together. Well, and at in the, circumstances of okay. like battle and war. Okay, so why wasn't it Harvey? Well, he had just had words with Harvey. That's true. Harvey, Harvey had already told Harvey him just what, yelled at him. Yeah, Harvey had already told him what he thought of the situation. So he needed it to come at him from somewhere. And oh, and we skipped over. Penguin was talking backwards. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was speaking backwards, and I don't know what he said. I was waiting for him to sing the F is for Friends That Do Things Together <laughs> song. There's that. Uh, Greg says, I'm happy for Ed. He's still got the girl. Mm. She's definitely going to die ugly, though. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Penguin villain or not should be ashamed of himself. You never cock block unless it's your teenage daughter. He feels no shame, and he's in love, so cut him some slack. Okay, now, technically, did he actually cock block because they were kissing? He walked into the room and then turned around and excused himself. He did. He allowed them to go on with what they were doing. Yeah. So... Ed's making a terrible decision. I know. And I want to I want to sail my ship. Um, he said it didn't even work. If you really loved Ed, at least, you at least wouldn't immediately try to sabotage his happiness. Okay, no, but again, Penguin is no he's impulse control. He's not exactly control. sane. No, exactly. He's got he's got no impulse control. He's got none of that. Oh well, if I want to see him happy, to, like he's a sociopath or a psychopath. No, he wants what he wants. So yeah, when no, he wants it, I was completely fine with that. Because go get your man. I know, right? Um, this is on another related note. Shouldn't Oswald be used to having guns in his face by now? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's is, this is a very good point. He bitches up every time like it's his first time. Bitches up? Is that really a phrase? <laughs> bitches up. Wow, that's a new one on me. That's Kids kind of, these days, man. Kind of uh, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit. Alex is first. And wouldn't he know that what Jervis Tex looks like? Well, thank yes. You, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. He's the fucking mayor. Um, for God's sake, you're the mayor. Yeah, I'm totally. I'm sorry we drop hide you on this. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, it's kind of hard to. It's so glaring. Yeah. In the show, um, behave accordingly. He says. <laughs> uh, the few short scenes with Bruce and Selena were seemingly unnecessary. Cute, yeah. kind of charming, but unnecessary. And I just feel like they didn't fit in this episode exactly other than to bring bruce back to the front of our mind right um he says this shit is making alfred uncomfortable everything makes alfred uncomfortable uh, and i'm like buddy just wait you got another like 40 fucking years of this and greg apparently does not care about the court of owls okay not even a little bit i do or their potential connection to gordon yeah, he says i know you're too probably loving it but he yeah. just doesn't i'm excited so, i love me a secret society so so much yeah so that's that all right. Um, That's all the feedback. So do you think we're done with Jervis for a while? Um, and by a while, I mean at least a couple episodes. Okay, so this is episode seven. Correct. We're not hitting a hiatus yet. Nope. We're still in the Mad City portion. Correct. I don't think we're quite done yet. I don't think we are either. And I think yet, it's too soon. How is he going to get in Arkham and then get right back out I think, of Arkham? I think he's going to take over Arkham. Ooh. I think he's going to kingpin. Okay. Well, and that's he's con- he's a hypnotist. He hypnotist, dude. And that's conceivable dude. because he's a hypnotist. Mm-hmm. And it's it's uh, pre- this precedent's already set. Oh. So I think he's going to mastermind himself. Okay. Okay. On up out of there. <laughs> he's gonna rise up. Rise up. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. We'll we shall we shall see. Yep, we'll see. All right. Uh, thank you for listening, guys. Thanks, guys.